Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right now, we're pleased to welcome Brian Lewis. Uh, Pretty nutty weekend covering everything that happened from Friday's trade request until the trade on Sunday. Brian, uh, I know that it feels like we only talk to you when everything's blowing up. (laughs) So I appreciate your time. But looking at how quickly this happened... What's your reaction to just a few days and, man, it's it's done? Listen, I had no idea when the shoe was going to drop. I really didn't know. I think a lot of people expected that the shoe would eventually drop. Um, I thought it might be a little deeper into the process. But once Kyrie made his trade demand, I mean, the turnaround was exceptionally quick to have a deal done already. Right. And frankly, not a bad deal. Well, I'm glad that you say that. How do you like the return from the Mavericks for the Nets? Uh, some familiar faces. And honestly, I, I think I'm a little surprised at what they're willing to give up with no guarantee of a future. Right. Well, I mean, I think the Lakers were obviously a team that had interest and there was mutual interest. Uh, but understandably... Uh, one could see why, uh, and this is based partly on Mark Stein's reporting, but one could see why the Nets might not have been in a hurry to send him to his preferred destination. Phoenix is obviously a possibility. But when you look at what the return is, you get a starting point guard that you can slot into the backcourt right with Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. And a guy who can be a playmaker at the end, a secondary playmaker at the end of games, because the way Ben shoots free throws, it's, it's challenging to have him in in the last two minutes of games. And you have a valuable rotation piece, and you have three picks, one of which is a first-rounder. Now, it wouldn't shock me if the Nets turn around and repackage some of these picks to get a veteran, uh, let's say, more in the win-now mode. But all things considered, I think the return was fairly solid. Spencer Dinwiddie is back with Brooklyn, obviously spent the more than half of his career uh, with the Nets, though it's been a bit of a journey since he uh, since he was shipped out. How many months ago was it? I mean, I feel like we could measure it in months. I agree. I mean, listen, Dinwiddie's, Dinwiddie's a guy that leaves, left a good impression. He left on good terms. Um, and this is also a guy who essentially built his NBA career here. You look at uh, you look at Dinwiddie and Joe Harris as the epitome of their player development that they like to tout. 
Now, obviously, they went in a little different route when you're talking about KD and Kyrie. But this is initially how they started this rebuild, and mm-hmm. he's the prime example of it. And by now, he, listen, he was having a borderline all-star season in Dallas yes. as Luka's running mate. That's a valuable piece that's coming back. And a piece that's under contract also. Nearly 18 points per game uh, to go along with five assists. And as you say, he's become a, a player that you know around the league is someone who can heat up, who can score, who can be another option. I guess I'm wondering if he has any hard feelings toward the Nets for being one of the pieces that they felt was expendable. I guess we'll find out when he gets here. Uh, I don't know. He seemed, at least in the opportunities that we've had to talk with him, to understand that. I think he didn't like some of the things that were said in Washington on his way out of D.C. But I think for the most part, his memories in Brooklyn were pretty good. Ryan Lewis is with us once again from the New York Post. It seems like every time there's another dramatic turn with the Nets, we have you on the show. So I kind of apologize for that. We really do enjoy uh, your insights. doesn't necessarily have to be over all the drama. Yes, that's how it's been for the last few years with the Nets. Oh, that's how they do. (laughs) It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. What would you say is the high point of Kyrie's tenure with the Nets? Goodness. That's a fine question. I mean, listen, this is about winning championships. So the closest they came to winning a championship, obviously, was that second round Milwaukee series, Mm -hmm. where I still truly believe if either Kyrie or Hart gets through that series healthy, they they win a title. I really believe that. But as it turns out, that's that's a second-round exit where he gets severely injured. Uh, I suppose that's probably a high point. Now, individually, obviously, we saw Kyrie have huge games. We've seen him have 40-point games, 50-point games. That's a separate issue. Uh, but from a team perspective, I guess that's the high point. In your opinion, Brian, knowing that Kyrie played 143 out of a possible 278 games, and then also considering that he and KD didn't even play 75 games together, and that was, I guess, originally the plan, and everything that happened after that to this point, was it worth it? I'd say so, yeah. Well, I would say so because I don't think you're getting Kevin Durant here without getting Kyrie here. That's the crux of the matter. You can't get one without the other. Well, you probably could have gotten Kyrie without Kevin, but you couldn't get Kevin without (laughs) Kyrie. So that becomes mandatory, right? Now the question is, all right, is signing both of them worth it? And again, I would say yes, because the Nets roster at the beginning of that season was essentially the envy of the league. And I'll say that because... And I understand that Kevin was a signing trade. But essentially, you are taking those two into cap space. And you still have an incredibly deep team around them. Only thing you lost was D'Angelo Russell. Right? Mm-hmm. So that team, yes. 
anytime you have a chance to go for a title and to give yourself a reasonable opportunity to win a championship, I say you have to go for it. And as much fun as the Harris Levert team was with D'Lo, that team had a ceiling, and that ceiling was not a championship. So if the object is to win, then I'd say, yes, it was worth it. Where I have maintained from the beginning is that where it went wrong was trading for Harden. Oh, yes. That, I think, was a bridge too far. And unfortunately, I think that all started, we can trace that back to when Spencer Dinwiddie got hurt. The beginning of that season, that team, as it was constructed, I think could have won a championship. But when Spencer gets hurt, eventually you go and you chase and you go big game hunting and big name hunting and they trade for Harden and you got that depth. Mm. And it sends them down the path where now you have to make a trade and you brought in Ben Simmons. And then it just starts snowballing. That's where it went wrong. But I say going out and getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving as free agents, essentially, that's worth it. That's worth taking your shot at. Brian Lewis covers the Nets in the NBA for the New York Post with us here after hours on CBS Sports Radio as Kyrie Irving gets his wish this time and is headed to Dallas, or maybe not his whole wish. What does the Kyrie trade mean for Kevin Durant, Brian? Well, I think that's the question everybody wants to know. That's the, <laughs> that's the million-dollar question. Oh, yes. Uh, hell, maybe the half-million-dollar question. <laughs> Um, most teams, if not all, are probably checking right now with the Nets or with KD or with Rich Kleinman or anybody that they can get any intel from to see where KD's headspace is. I don't have an answer to that. I don't think very many people have an answer to that at this point. But that's what any responsible organization with any kind of championship hopes would be doing. I have no doubt that Phoenix is doing that. I have no doubt that others that are hoping to rekindle their efforts to get KD, they're doing that now. That's also another reason why I think it probably could be in the offing for the Nets to repackage some of these draft assets with a player or two and bring in an impact player before the deadline. If for no other reason than to convince KD, we're still going to be relevant. We're still going to be taking our shot and hanging up a banner. And most important, yes, we're still a team you should be willing to play for. So in your opinion, the Nets are not looking to get rid of him. They're hoping that's not a domino that falls. Oh, I don't think it's the Nets' intent to trade KD any more than I thought it was their intent to trade him in the summer. There are some times when, yes, a team says, I need to part with this player, either because he has a bad attitude or because you look and you say, we are not where we need to be in the win column, so this is going to accelerate our rebuild. But this is not a Herschel Walker from the Cowboys to Minnesota situation. They never wanted to get rid of Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant had four years left on his contract. That's why he's still here. 
And now Kevin Durant has whatever, three and a half years left on his contract. <laughs> I don't think they have any intention to get rid of him unless they're absolutely forced to. Now, I think what they need to do is make sure that he and they are on the same page and show him and convince him that they can still be championship caliber. I'm not certain that this roster is championship caliber. It was championship caliber before. That doesn't mean that they were guaranteed to win anything, Mm -hmm. as we've seen. But they were a contender. I think their odds, as an example, they might have had the fourth best odds. I'm not really a gambling man, but I think they're about the fourth best odds to win the championship. Now they've plummeted to about 10th. Mm. And I'm saying I think it would be wise to rejigger the roster again and move some of these assets to bring in a reasonable impact player to A, placate KD, and B, put yourself in a better position to contend. Because the NBA is open. It's wide open. It is. Years they say they want parity, well, they finally have it. (laughs) It's interesting that you use the word placate, though. Like it's been the last couple of years, their focus is going to be on keeping the star, in this case there's just one left, the star happy. I hope that aligns with them doing the right thing for their franchise, but it hasn't for the last couple of years, Brian. That's true. Uh, it has not worked out. But you're not placating two people. You're now talking <laughs> about one person. And you are talking about one person that, when he is healthy, shows up every night. He does. Focused on basketball and keeping the main thing the main thing. He is obsessed with the game. And he's a much easier player to placate. Because all you have to do to placate him is make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing which is going for a championship. That's what teams should be doing. (laughs) And if you do your job, KD will be happy. Mm. That's a pretty simple ask. Just do your job. It's a novel idea, is it not? And yet it doesn't always apply in the NBA. The listener reached out to me and said, I wonder what Steve Nash is thinking. I do not know. Uh... (laughs) I do not know what Steve is thinking right now. I I, I wish I did. Mm. Fly on the wall. No doubt. Uh, Jacques Vaughn certainly has commanded the respect of this locker room, and I, I think the NBA as well, for what he's been able to do stepping into a, a situation that many would find untenable. What have you seen from him pushing this team forward and getting them pointed in the right direction? To be cliche, he has everybody at least pointing in the same direction. <laughs> He's kept them focused on basketball and keeping that the main thing. He's essentially rid the locker room of any excuses or alibis for why they didn't win or why they didn't show up focused or why their heads weren't right. He hasn't given them any opportunities for self-pity or distractions or anything like that. That's one reason why, when you know KD gets hurt last year and they go five of 16, they go five and 16. So they lose 16 out of the 21 straight games that he missed. This time, KD gets hurt. Now, granted, the 
composition of the team is a little different. They lost their first three games. But since then, they've played winning basketball. And the difference is he has managed to have a workmanlike team ethos. That's something that he's managed to instill that for whatever reason, for better or worse, Steve could not seem to get through to them. All right, so we'll see what happens. KD obviously being the next big question, as you point out, and uh, he kind of plays his cards close to the vest when he wants to. Uh, Before I let you go, Brian, uh, you've covered the league a long time. It's pending, likely this week. What does it mean for LeBron to ascend to the top of the NBA's all-time scoring list, soon to overtake Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Oh, I don't think anybody that watched him play ever really had a doubt about his greatness, but to see what he's done over the span of his career doesn't get in trouble, doesn't cause havoc, plays out every contract that he's had, and to see him get to this point and be about to break this record, which frankly looks unbreakable for a long time. (laughs) Yes. It's going to be a wondrous thing for him, for his family, and for anybody that just enjoys basketball. I'm fascinated to see exactly what their dialogue is going to be between LeBron and Kareem, considering they hasn't always been the warmest or most cordial. Um, I'm fascinated to see what that looks like. Mm. I mean, there's so many different angles to this. It's really, really going to be must-see television. Yes, between that and the trade deadline, definitely feels as though the NBA is doing its best to hijack Super Bowl week. And succeeding, I would say. (laughs) And there's more to come. It's just the beginning of the week with the deadline looming in a few days. So find Brian Lewis on Twitter at New York Post underscore Lewis. Covers the Nets. He's our go-to for all of this Nets drama. Uh, And also looking at the big picture in the NBA. It's always good to catch up with you. Brian, thank you so much for making time for us. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.